so good to be back, Chikudi, we're here again, Hoop Dreams, big two year, one day anniversary, thank you for joining me my bro, thanks to everyone who is listening at home or wherever you may be, how's it going man? It's going good man, uh, always a great time, NBA back, um, long wait for the season to get back up, you know, ever since that Milwaukee win and Giannis getting that 50 piece, I've been waiting for this day the season to come back for the games to really count so uh yeah on this two-year one-day anniversary it's a uh, big time big time big time man i'm so excited to be back like, it felt nice to have an actual off season again obviously it means you miss basketball a bit more but felt good for the first time since our first episode you know it felt like we had some normality we had a proper season off we had a proper free agency proper draft and mate i'm so excited to get back to watching basketball and talking basketball with you man you too, man. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Some, some um, big additions, but uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it. For sure, man. Um, before we get into it, as we said, two-year, one-day anniversary, because two-year anniversary is just too generic. Everyone does that, you know. Yeah. Where's the fun imagine, imagine, imagine doing that. Imagine doing that. Could never be us. Could never be yeah, the Hoop exactly. <laughs> But we want to give a massive shout-out to anyone that is, uh, everyone that's listened to an episode over the last two years and one day. Everyone that's tuning into this one, just big thank you for being on this journey with us. And yeah, man, we're excited to get into it. So, a lot has happened, man. A lot has happened since um, since we last had an episode. When was the last time we did one now, man? Last time we had an episode. Um, so, this episode 32. 32. And um, last episode was the 10th of July, believe wow. it or not. So, um, you're looking at about, what was that, three months? Three months, yeah. Three months. You know, um, the consistency isn't, you know, hasn't been great. But, you know, um, <laughs> hopefully, the, hopefully that means the quality of our of our analysis is, is going up there as oh, well. Oh, so. it's going to be so great. We've had so much time to prepare for this. We are good, mate. <laughs> Today is the Blake Griffin episode, Big 32. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Um, as you said, we are approaching very quickly. We're about, what, 10, 12 hours away from the start of the uh, the NBA season? Yep. I don't know about you, man, but I'm feeling a great buzz around this year. Like I feel like once again, kind of like when we first started this podcast, and it was like just after Kawhi had brought parity back to the league, you know, every team, or seemed like most teams, there was a good 10 teams that had like a championship shot, you know, the stars were really spread out. And I feel like, you know, you tell me if you disagree, but I feel like once again, this is a year where coming in, there could be six to eight teams that I could realistically see winning a championship. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, um, <clears throat> I mean, we're, we're, I think we're long past the days of the Golden State Warriors where, you know, at least for... You know, as soon as KD got there, you knew he was winning the championship. You knew he was going to the finals with LeBron yeah. in Cleveland. You know, you knew what that was happening. It was four straight years of the same finals. So, um, it's ever since, you know, KD left, you know, we, we've seen the unpredictability of the season. Obviously, nobody expected last year, you know, we're touching it a little bit later, but nobody touched the, nobody expected the Phoenix Suns to make the finals last season, you know, and the great run they had. Um, Milwaukee as well, you know, they were always a contender, but it was always the worry of could they get past that hurdle and can their star step up when it mattered most so I mean hopefully we see the same this year I mean like you said there's a lot of teams on either conference that have a great chance some teams have retooled some teams have got worse some teams have had injuries to battle with so um, I'm looking forward to it man as, most ever, as always most definitely and even more this year like those playoffs just made me so hungry for this year like the bubble was a great experience and it was cool and fun and everything but yeah. just getting the playoffs back in home teams' buildings, getting all that energy back in, you know, yeah, it was fans, so exciting. Last year. Oh, fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot what it was Full like, capacity you know. Fans, yeah. 
And um, even for me last year, being a neutral through the last three rounds of the playoffs, which I haven't been able to be <laughs> for the last four or five years, you know, like that was yeah. even quite fun. I enjoyed it. Um, quick question. Just give me a quick answer here. Do yeah. you think that the shortened season and of course the, the COVID um, issues like people being out with COVID, you know, all the different stuff like that, do you think that had a big impact on what we saw with the Suns making it to the finals, the Hawks making it to the conference finals, the Clippers making it there? Do you think that that was COVID related purely or do you think that there is a chance that we have these level of upsets and dark horses making it through again this year? Um, I think it was a mixture of both. You know, um, I mean, you got to think, I think for the Lakers, they just came off winning the championship in 2020 and they had, I think it was 70 something days of, uh, of off season, which was like the shortest one ever. Yeah. So you got LeBron, he was like 35 at the time, AD coming back, all these guys are coming back after such a short turnaround. And you see AD struggled with injuries. He only he had like one of the worst seasons of his career. Uh, LeBron had, you know, the six-week injury where he was out. So heading into the playoffs, AD isn't 100%. LeBron was 100%, which meant the Suns were able to um, to get the win over them. Same thing you see for the Nets. And the Nets were pampered with injuries all season. You know, uh, Harden had the hamstring. Kyrie went missing at some point. <laughs> KD had the hamstring. He had the protocol stuff as well. And then it, trickled into the playoffs. Harden couldn't get any, you know, um, any treatment on his hamstring. He ended up playing what, like basically 50% healthy in that box yeah. series and they weren't able to get, get it done. If both teams were healthy, I mean, you know, it's, that's, you know, who knows what could happen. I mean, that's, you can say different. the same for any championship. 100%. But that is really like, that, like, that is really everything in the league of the change. But you can yeah. say that every season. I just pray we have a playoffs. I mean, maybe we won't have a playoffs as good this year. I feel like the regular season has an opportunity to be even better. You know, a lot more competitive. Hopefully, with less players being out, missing games, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But it felt like there was an upset every round of the playoffs. Like every single round, there was something that happened that I was surprised about. And when we got to the finals, like I couldn't even call it. Um, yeah, one yeah, one other thing I, I want to mention as well that just kind of hit me now. You guys listening, let us know answers on a postcard or on Twitter or whatever. But I feel like this might have been the first time we ever had a year where both of the previous year's finalists got bumped in the first round. Lakers like, there's definitely the Lakers and Heat. Like, there's definitely been a oh, year yeah, yeah. where maybe one of the finalists hasn't made the playoffs the next year. But I don't think there's ever been a year where both of them have made it and both got bounced. Lost first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Lakers. Lakers had to go in through the playing. Yeah, that like, they barely even made it. Barely made it. You know, the close game against the Warriors, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, exactly. even, about the, even about the playing, I mean, you talk about the regular season last year, the regular season was so good last year, because the playing, I mean, we were talking about the, the last, you know, five, ten games of the season, in previous years, it was, no one really cares, you rest your guys, the season's really lost, but... Oh, even we as fans stopped watching, you know, for the last yeah. couple games, <laughs> nobody cares much, like, yeah. For like the Spurs, Grizzlies, they had to, you know, really, really um, play their guys' minutes and try and get into that competition. I mean, and for the league, I mean, the best thing... You'll see LeBron and Steph Curry in a playing tournament. That's that. That's greatness for the league. You know, that's 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 money for the league. You know, those two are the, two are the most famous guys in the league. So, um, that is I mean, awesome. At least, that, at, least, at least as things go, that's definitely a great way to introduce it to the it's to the, brilliant. the actual fans. And having that game seven mindset, because there are a lot of fans I know, and I've been those fans where if it's a series that I'm neutral in, I might miss game one two. You know, and I'll be there for really for games four five. So you know what it really matters. Having those mm. one-game series means everyone is invested, everyone's watching, and it yeah. makes it so much more competitive, so much serious. So having that back again this year, 
that's going to be great to see. There's a good chance my team are probably going to be in it. So, you know, that'll be fun. Might, my team might be in it as well. You, know, you reckon? With no Kawhi, then I mean, who knows? Uh, you guys might better have Kawhi, you know, looking at last year. But we will talk about this <laughs> in a bit. Uh, let's get into it. So, uh, as we're kind of, we're here promoting the league, we're promoting everything for, promoting stuff for the fans at home to listen to. And I'm uh, sorry, yep. to, to watch. Uh, who do you like this year? What team are you, or teams are you most excited to see? Or maybe like a player in a new new city, a new team? What are you looking out for this year, man? Um, might be a bit of a, a left field one, but uh, I'm gonna go with the the Wizards. Oh wow, um, that is bro. That's that's out of left field. That's gone. That's that's a whole <laughs> ballpark. Yeah, I think with the with the trade that they made, obviously they traded Westbrook to the Lakers, and last year I think a real problem for them was they they weren't they weren't really deep. They were they weren't a deep team. It was Westbrook, it was Bill, and then inconsistent play from some guys who would be in and out. Of the, some teams, some guys are playing the G League. Some guys would be in and out of the team, mm-hmm. some trades and whatsoever. Getting three guys who can you know actually solid NBA players, Montrez, KCP, Kuzma, alongside getting Dinwiddie in um, free agency. Obviously, you still have Bradley Bill. It's a solid team for the Wizards, and I think that in a Eastern Conference where it could be like 12, 13 teams have a chance of making the playing tournament at least, then, I mean, I, I think they could be good. They can make some noise. Defensively, I, I've still got issues because, you know, um, not all, not all guys play defense on that team, but it may not matter if you're outscoring guys as much. So I, li- I like the Wizards this year. Do you know what, man? Like, at first I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like, what are you on? <laughs> now you've actually convinced me a little bit. Like, it's, you're just right. They have solid NBA players. And more than that, they have solid NBA players who have been in situations before where they have been third, fourth options or below. And we have guys like Dinwiddie and Kuzma. I'm really excited to see what they do when they're getting a lot more touches and a lot more opportunities. It's going to be cool to see. And I'm also mm-hmm. just a fan of seeing the Kuzma show and seeing what this guy does because he could be amazing or terrible on any given night. Yeah, I, I think the thing for Kuzma is finding that consistency now. You know, I think this is what he's, I think he's fifth year in the league, I want to say. Fourth or fifth year, and yeah, maybe fifth year. His first two years in the league, he was, you know, the scorer. And it was young team, and even though the second year they had LeBron, but um, he was kind of the second, third option on that team. As soon as they get AD, he was essentially turned into a spot-up shooter, and he had to you know, fill his role and he was he, he he did become a better defender to his credit and stuff like that and it, some of his tangibles. Now he's on a new team, he's gotta try and put it all together. While becoming more of a scorer, he needs to also improve in his defence. That's gonna make him a better player. But it's all the consistency with him because he can have a night where he gets twenty five and next night he'll get four. So you never That's know what exactly Kuzma. it. That's exactly it. You never know what you're gonna get. And that is that's what makes them a really fun team to watch and a really good potential league pass team because you never mm. know when, what you're going to get. They could beat anyone on a given night or they could get blown out by anyone on a given night. I do like the little uh, combo of um, Hachimura and uh, and Kuzma now I think about it. That's going to be a fun... Mm, that's fun good, night. yeah. I like that. That's going to be cool to see, man. Um, for me, I'm going to keep it... Um, I've, got, I've got two, but first off, I'm going to go out west um, okay. and just with the Utah Jazz. Now, this isn't really the same idea as you in terms of that I think they're going to play the best basketball or they're going to be the most fun team to watch. But I think this is like a real make or break season for them. Mm. You know, they've knocking on the door last few years, had the best record in the NBA last year, lose to the Clippers. You know, you guys absolutely killed them in the last couple of games, you know, played them off the court. 
or course without your star or your, your your top star player and I'm like I just feel like this team is either going to do it all this year and go all the way or they are going to blow it up and it is going to be chaos and I am really interested to see which way it goes so that's yeah, why I, I want to see the Jazz yeah, yeah I think for, for Utah last year it was I mean even the past two years really they've had some bad losses they, they choked the 3-1 lead in the bubble mm-hmm. to Denver in the first round obviously you, you said what happened last year with the Clippers and that's honestly on even though you didn't have Conley and what I'm still inexcusable you know to, to lose that 100%. series without Kawhi you choked the 25 point lead in the second half in, of game 100%. 6 and letting Terrence Mann drop 39 on you like it's in even the even before that losing to Houston and small ball and you know not not the first time that small ball was just kind of ruined the Jazz's defense so there have been for some Utah, embarrassments for sure yeah for sure, I mean, it's always a question of Gobert. I know people always clown Gobert for it, even though, even though that game six, I still maintain that game six wasn't his fault because the guards were getting blown by and and Gobert had to help. So I, I don't, I still don't maintain it was Gobert's fault for that. But thank you, like, thank I think, you. I think Utah, Utah have to maintain some form of small ball. They have to try and get a small ball lineup. I think, yeah, because they're clear that like, it's driving kick all the time, and we saw Houston do it, the Clippers did it. It seems to be the recipe for. Utah to get eliminated in the playoffs. So, um, whether or not they do it in the regular season, I mean, they, they do have a Sun Whiteside now as a backup to Rudy. Yeah. So, whether or not there's some nights where Whiteside doesn't play as much and they see maybe Rudy Gay or Eric Pascal as a kind of like a small ball five, I think yeah. they have to experiment with stuff because most teams that don't have star big men, like, you know, obviously Lakes and Nuggets do, but the Brooklyn Nets or the Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heat are going to go to it as well. Uh, we've seen the Clippers do it. The Phoenix Suns are probably going to do it as well. They have at least some form of small ball that they can get to. The Jazz, over the past couple of years, haven't shown that ability. So I think they can, I think they need to try it for the regular season or else it could be more of the same. 100%. Like you, They can't be arrogant at this point. Like I know they have their style of basketball they like to play and it's clearly yeah. effective. But it's also clearly going to be exposed in the playoff time. So they need to use regular season to try different things out. The mm. signing of, of, of Gay is a great one. You know, that's going to be really interesting. I like the idea of using him as a small ball five. You know, you've got a load of shooters in that team. You've got good offensive players, high IQ players. You just need to put it all together. So it's going to be very interesting. Like, when the Clippers lost in the bubble, one of the things I was so excited about was I was like, I can't wait to see this team come back because they could just absolutely capitulate and fall to pieces. And to your credit, yeah. you guys did the opposite. And you, you got new coach. That's 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 why. That's a massive. And then, but then, the bottling went with Doc <laughs> and to Philadelphia. To... <laughs> so there you oh, go. I love that. Uh, we love that, and we saw it coming. You saw it coming. You called it from time. Yeah. So um, I think that's really interesting. How you can it can really galvanize a team and lead them to like all of the kind of Paul George slander was thrown away, and rightfully so. And um, the Clippers are now a team that is or should, or should be if it isn't already is really respected, and you know. Is, is looking at like a potential favourite this year I would still consider them even without Kawhi so uh, it's going to be interesting to see which way the Jazz go and I think that I'm leaning a little more to the side that they fall apart and they do not contend at all but either way it should be fun to yeah, see interesting interesting yeah, uh, well. little bit um, bias one here from me as well just because okay. of our our time zone predicament I'll be <laughs> honest I'm always going to lean toward Eastern Conference teams just because I can watch them without killing myself and staying up till five in the morning, like you do. Yeah, it's, it's that. That's that has to happen. Three, three a.m. starts and three thirty starts. It's, it's not the one. Has to happen. And for so many times over the last couple of years, it's felt like 
when a West team comes out East, unless they're playing one of the top two, three seeds, it's going to be most times a West victory. You know, you feel like it's going to be quite one-sided. Is it even worth staying up for? I feel like there's going to be a bit of a resurgence in the East this year. There's been a lot of big players, big, big signings on Eastern teams. Some Eastern teams have switched players around a little bit. But it seems like there are some big moves going on. And I'm hearing a lot of talk between two fan bases, two of the, the real big markets in the East. Uh, which are the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks. Knicks had a good playoff run last year. They made some <laughs> signings looking strong. Chicago have made a ton of trade and signings. Yep. You know, kind of similar to what the Wizards saying, maybe a bit more so. They've not just brought in solid NBA players, they've brought in good to great NBA players. Maybe yep. not any like MVP caliber. Like, yeah, not like superstars. Or anything, no but... superstars, but they've brought in yeah. all-star to, you know, very solid, good NBA players. Mm-hmm. Of these two teams, I'm hearing a lot of hype around both of them. Which yeah. team do you see having a higher ceiling, or which team do you expect more from this season? Um, I'm going to say the Bulls, okay. and um, I, I think I'll, I'll start with the reason at least for the Knicks. In it, I think the Knicks will be a bit of a drop off this season. Um, I think seeing what I saw in the playoffs and um, how bad they struggled offensively against the Hawks and. Um, Julius Randle had had a really bad series. Um, part of that was because there was no spacing on the court. So, Kemba and Fournier, you know, at least those guys can shoot. They should help with that. But the problem, I think, the defense, the defense could take a hit. And um, the Knicks, we saw last year, they hang, they hang their hair on defense. Any Tom Thibodeau team is going to play defense. That's, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Unless you, he's in Minnesota and they just, <laughs> they were, they were too young to know what was going on. <laughs> Having Wiggins and Cat. And then playing defense and that young was that was not gonna happen. <laughs> oh god! But yeah, um, I think the defense might take a hit this season. Um, while the offense does take a leap, but teams aren't gonna be surprised anymore by the Knicks. I don't think. Um, having Julius Randle, seeing what a great year he had, seeing RJ Barrett, you know, he had a good year after his second year. Derrick Rose. I think teams might know what to expect a little bit more. Right? For the Bulls, there's still that un- unpredictability. They had a great preseason. I think the Chicago Bulls did have some, some great continuity to them as well. But getting DeMar, having Vucevic, having the training camp now, getting Lonzo, Caruso, I think mm-hmm. also underrated signing for the Bulls as well. Um, I was having some hope in Chicago. You know, I think that last couple of years, they've always been just, you know, just this like 20 win team and this is nothing in it. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds now, so now bleak year, when you put good. it like that, but it's true, just having hope. Because I feel yeah. like Chicago, like, over the last couple of years, they could win 30 games, but they're yeah. never going to do more than 35. They're never going to challenge for the playoffs. It's just a work of how bad they were going to be, you know? And yeah, credit to their fans, they still come out, but just having proven NBA talent in Chicago and not like a project for once, you know? It's like actual... It's a win-now team. Are they title contenders? I would still very much question that. But yeah. they have players who have, you know made playoff runs before they have players who have won championships you know they're they're a good nba team right now they're a good team and mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting yeah, to see yeah how do you feel about both teams go on. Oh, i was gonna say how do you feel about uh the transition from house of highlights going from house of lamello to now house of caruso all i've seen from the preseason <laughs> is just, just the, caruso, caruso scores like 12 points a game and you will see every point shown on house of highlights it's crazy the hype around this dude is insane <laughs> Uh, that's the that's the Laker text right there. That's, that's what honestly, you, man. When you come to league as a Laker, that's what happens, man. 
Oh, mate, him and Kuzma are still just, yeah, they're still going to be a highlight on every night. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I feel what you're saying. Um, just on the balls as well, I think there's a lot to be excited about, especially with, you know, what I would call the second coming of Jordan. Who? <laughs> okay, now, don't, don't, like, hear me out here. DeMar DeRozan is the closest that Chicago is. He is the closest okay, Chicago I'll, have been yeah. to having Jordan since Jordan. His game mirrors Jordan's on so many levels, but just so many levels below Jordan, if that makes sense. (laughs) He is such a Tesco value Michael Jordan to me. With that stiff mid-range jumper, the bit of post-game, he's a pretty good defender, pretty good passer, decent all-round. If he shaves his head bald, then we have a second coming of MJ in Chicago, to me anyway. (laughs) But the Tesco value Tesco value. Yeah. Okay. You know, they have. I feel like there's a lot of similarities between those two. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get slandered for this. But in terms of in terms of play style, I see it being fairly similar. And also, yeah. they both they both would have been waxed by LeBron had they met like, like the Rosen did. So they had that in common. Damn. But yeah. Had to throw that one in there. Had to throw that in there. I shouldn't have expected it, to be honest. Mate, I shouldn't have expected that. We've had 20 minutes of podcast. We haven't said LeBron's name once. I had to throw it in there somewhere. <laughs> it's like a record for me on this show. <laughs> but nah, um, all respect aside, I think the Bulls are going to be really fun to watch. They've got some good players. Yeah. I think the hype is a little too high just because I hear people talking about them, you know, potentially looking at finalists, like challenging the Bucks and the, um, the Nets and, the Nets and yeah, even the Sixers. I feel like the Bulls will be... They could be the best sixth seed in NBA history. Like, they could be an mm. amazing sixth seed. And they could, you know... They could get high 40 wins, you know, maybe 50 wins. But I want to see these guys do it in the playoffs. And we'll see about that. I actually think the Knicks... I'm expecting more from the Knicks. I, I see the Knicks finishing above the Bulls mm. in the standings. Okay. okay. Um, ironically, pretty much for all the reasons you said that you don't see... That you see them having a drop-off. I feel like... Oh. <laughs> I feel like if anyone can get Fournier and Kemba playing defense, it's going to be Tibbs. I feel like that little Mm, duo point guard is good. You know, with Boston, he had a clear run as like, he was clearly number one point guard. You know, I feel like now it's very much right. You can bring him in for situations where you need him to score. If he gets cold, like he did occasionally in Boston, you can bring him straight out. And, you know, there's not too much um, drop off there. And I'd also say that I didn't watch much Olympics, but from what I saw from Fournier in the Olympics, not only was he excellent scoring the ball, but he can play defense when he wants to. It's just... That is true. Is he going to want to, you know, when it was playing for his country and he was guarding up different guys on Team USA. Fair enough, Team USA shot very badly in some of their games. But Mm -hmm. the first game, he locked up dudes, you know, he was excellent. Big shot maker. I feel like what they've got in Kemba and Fournier is what they didn't have last year, and that's two guys who can get it done in the playoffs. Not saying they're going to carry them to the finals or carry them to a to a, play, a championship run, but they can win you a first round series. They can make big shots when it matters, and I feel like the Knicks are going to be in for another good year this year. And all round, just excited, man! I'm excited for Eastern Conference basketball. A Knicks a Knicks Bulls game is could be prime time TV. Yeah, that's like the days of like Carmelo and, and D Rose. Yeah, that is the last time like that the first year or two we were watching the league would be the last time those and like games though and Jimmy, yeah, though that's the last time those games mattered. And man, I am excited for that. That's gonna be cool to see. 
Great environment on Great both, both courts. Yeah. On both courts, man. I need to get to a game at, at MSG one time in my life, man. One time. And now I wouldn't mind making that travel trip because it's good basketball there. Um, sticking east quickly, we're going to just quickly touch on um, our two teams. Of course, the Celtics and Clippers. Uh, disappointing year for us last year. Amazing mm. year for you guys last year, you know. How, yeah, just yeah. just quickly touch on it. How did it feel um, just last season? How was the finals, uh, the, the conference finals run? How much did you enjoy last season? Um, yeah, last season was full of up and downs because, um, you know, we had uh, obviously new coach Ty Lue and you know, there was always that uncertainty around, you know, the. I mean, I had it as well with you know when he was coaching LeBron in Cleveland. It was how much of it is him, how much of it is just LeBron's greatness. Yeah, and um, I mean, quickly you, you could see that you know Ty Lue was. He was a good coach, man. The the adjustments on both sides of the floor in the regular season and not putting too much stock and it was kind of just whenever guys went down with injuries, whether it was Kawhi, or if it was PG, uh, guys that stay ready, and they were they were just able to plug and play. You know, uh, you know I mentioned it before Nick Batum was crazy for us. I think he, like, but he he led our team in minutes last season. Like who really? thought that? Yeah, in total minutes he was. Yeah, he led the team in minutes and it was like. He was this minimum signing who was coming off terrible years in Charlotte, and it was like he, he thought he played like ten minutes a night and <laughs> like shoot bad, but like he played good enough defense and but like I mean even going into the playoffs like two down to Dallas, I'm thinking the series is over. I thought you guys sweat. were done. I was bantering you so much those first two games. I was talking yeah. so much smack. I, I thought we, I thought we were done for, and the adjustments he made going small. Um, attacking mismatches off the court something that he had done when he was in Cleveland as well same thing in the Utah series 2-0 down going into win four straight no Kawhi same thing next man on Matelli the Suns I think we just ran out of gas uh, obviously having no Kawhi who there as well so yeah you know with um, guys just having to play a lot more minutes and having to try and find their own offensively but I mean, it was a good year I, yeah. I still think that we would have made the finals if Kawhi was healthy in that series but I mean you know, I agree. Everything has a everything has a what if and whatever. So, yeah, um, just a shame much. that it's just a shame that Kawhi is out for this year. But um, I like what we did this is year. Is it going to be the whole year, year, or do, is there a chance he makes it back? Um, I mean, Kawhi is a secret guy, so I mean, no one knows. But I feel like Kawhi, Kawhi could just pull up to the court one day in June and sorry in April and I'm, just say he's playing. I'm playing. And <laughs> there'd be no shock. You know, it'll be just, okay, oh, yeah. that's what Kawhi does. Uh, yeah, it does. It's probably going to be like a Clay Thompson situation where they probably just don't want to risk it, seeing as he's on the yeah. contract and whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the past, he's always been very uh, protective of his injuries, and he wants to make sure he's one hundred percent, and he's going to get second opinions and third opinions just to make sure he's completely healthy. Like I said, he's on the contract, so you know, if he missed, if, it's, yeah, it's not if he missed, rush. he missed nine months for a thigh bruise. He's definitely not coming. Back <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so what I was going to ask really is. Now, you guys have kind of clocked a good system, you know, oh, you've got goodness. five guys who can dribble, pass and shoot, you know, you, you've got great shooters, you've got guys who clearly play for the jersey and love being in LA, love yeah. playing for Ty Lu. What do you think your chances this year? How are you feeling? Because obviously last year, we came off that disappointment in the bubble, you came off that serious, like, kind yeah. of question, are we going to fall apart? Is this team going to have a chance? You have a great season last year, where do you think your team goes this year? Um, it's it's sad because I mean all of it hinders on Kawhi in his injury. I think if, if Kawhi wasn't 
injured, then I'd, I'd say legit chance to make the finals. And I, I really think we would have a great chance to make the finals this year. Again, more pressure on guys, more pressure on PG, especially. He's going to have to be the unquestioned number one option. But I, I think it's, it might be a bit too much. I think it's it's going to be dependent on PG's availability. Yeah. The last, you know, he's always been able to, you know, he's always been known to miss, you know, like 15, 20 games of a season. So I think yeah. in those games when PG's not playing, how, how do we get our offense to you know, a good enough level to where we can still win games. I think our defense is probably going to still be there, but our offense is going to be the, the real question. Reggie Jackson, you know, we know the great year he had last year. Can he replicate that or even get better? Who knows? Terrence Mann had um, a great end to the season. He had a great preseason as well. Can he kind of I step on and take that I think he's going to be a fabulous role? prospect over the next couple of yeah. years. He's going to be great. For An sure, extension man. for us as well. So, um, as we like to see. But yeah, um, uh, I'd say we're going to be, I don't know, probably like anywhere between like fourth and like eighth. I wouldn't be surprised if we finished yeah. anywhere between So we'd say maybe a, a second round playoff berth, like a second round, well, like one playoff series win would be a successful season for you guys if Kawhi were to come back. I'd say so, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad we agree. Um, I feel the same about the Celtics. I see us anywhere between the three seed and the play-in. And mm-hmm. I would I would love a series win. All I want is a series win, you know, at this point. Like, I feel like the top two teams in the East, you're looking at, you know, definitely the Bucks and Nets are the favourites. I see Philly having a drop-off. I see Miami having a drop-off. You know, just, just that's the way I see it. So I feel like there is a fourth or fifth seed definitely up for grabs. Yeah. And I could definitely see there being a potential, like, Celtics-Bulls or Celtics-Knicks series in there. And if we can get either of those two teams, I like our chances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of chances. Al Horford's back in town, so you know anything's possible. <laughs> That's one thing we've learned is if you want to have a title run in Boston, you have Al Horford in town. So Cantor's back too. Cantor's so. back too. No, 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 no about Cantor. <laughs> Excited about Andy's Cantor back back in Boston. Do you know what? We're yeah. in the the, the white and green. Do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. need to see how Ramadan lines up because when this dude was playing during Ramadan, he was playing out of his mind when he was in Portland. Like he was fasting and then he was out there getting 20 boards and then yeah, yeah. and then having a like a crazy munch, you know, breaking his fast. So depending on when Rabadon is, you can expect an Ennis Cantor peak. But um, mm. yeah, I think the true story here is going to be Rob Williams becoming the third best player yeah. on that Celtics team. I think if he stays healthy and he just learns that he doesn't have to block every shot, like he just has to block some mm. of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He could the be old, the, the old, the uh, old, the old white side stuff. That's it. He's got that white side of every shot that's near me. I have to swat, and it's like sometimes you just got to affect it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Don't get in foul trouble. Don't you know? Don't go flying around the court too much. He's got so much potential. So, um, I feel like the pressure's off a little bit. Like you guys, I feel like because you had a great season last year, and you know now your best player is still out. There's a little yeah. bit of that kind of, you know, if we do get a home court advantage if we do make it to second round that's a bonus and we'll take it that's how I feel about us like I just want a season where everyone's healthy and we play mm. good basketball I just want to be competitive and um, you know maybe I'm aiming a little low but I think give me a playoff series win and I'll be happy but um, it's going to be a lot I'll of fun ask you this a, year. I'll ask you a Celtics related question yes please oh, a couple anyway um, who leads the team in scoring 
Tatum or Brown this year. And I, I, I know that I'm, I'm saying I know that. Yeah, I, Tatum has done it for the past couple of years, but I know that you're a big Jalen guy. I'm and, um, so conflicted on this one because I think Jalen Brown is so good. And to this day, <laughs> if I could pick one to start a franchise with, I'd pick Jalen. Yeah, I know. You pick Jalen. <laughs> we know. <laughs> bro, Jalen's just so cool, bro. I love Jalen so much. But yeah, I think Tatum, just because I think Tatum is now going to assume a few more of those kind of point guard duties that is going to be left over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see him handling the ball a lot more. So just because of because of you know the amount of time the ball's going to be in his hands, I'm going to go Tatum. But I see Tatum mm-hmm. at around 27 a game, Jalen at around 25. So I reckon it's going to be very close. Okay, and another one. Who do you think the Celtics should start at the center? Al Horford or Rob Williams? Or we'll start both? Who knows? Big lineup? You not? do not start both. God no. That is the worst <laughs> thing you could possibly do. Imagine Al Horford trying to card small ball fours. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Al Horford is one donut away from being being a strict low post center. Like, I do not want Horford. Al Jefferson. <laughs> he is, yeah, he is a donut away from being Al Jefferson. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> nah, I think you start Time Lord and he is inevitably going to get in foul trouble and stuff like that. And then you bring That's Al Horford in and then you bring um, Cantor in. But yeah, I think the starting lineup for me would go smart. Raw. It would be Smart, Brown, Tatum, Grant Williams, and Rob Williams. Two Williams. The, okay. the Williams bros starting. Get Schroeder off the bench. Okay, okay, four and okay. five. Yeah, Schroeder off the bench. I want Schroeder to just go and cook every backup guard in the league. Yeah, that, like he did in OKC. Yeah. yeah, I still can't believe we got him for like four million. That's a joke. Yeah, true. Honestly, yeah, people just like. So we didn't. I mean, the eighty-four million thing was like the whole, the yeah. whole headline. But I mean, like they went for like you went for cheap. We going for I'm, nothing. I'm yeah, yeah. I think it'll be good this year for you guys. Yeah, this insane. So I'm, I'm happy with that move. Yeah, that, I, I think you start Rob Williams and then you know you bring Hawks off the bench. Okay. But yeah, man. Uh, okay, I got a question for you. So we yeah. talked a little bit about how the playoffs last year was super exciting, super interesting. A lot of upsets and dark horses. Um, mm-hmm. we've already touched on the Clippers a little bit we talked about how you know I just feel like there hasn't been much hype around the teams who lost in the conference finals so that being the Clippers and the Hawks we've both kind of accepted that the Clippers because of the injury you know they're going to be they're going to be fortunate to get into the second round or to make conference finals what do yeah. you think on the chances of the Hawks because for some would say you know came out of the blue last year you know maybe were a bit fortunate in some of their games you know yeah Ben Simmons was definitely wearing a red jersey for some of them games. But what do you think on their chances next year? You know, I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on these Hawks and they've brought almost everyone back, it seems like. Yeah, I mean they had that they have that continuity, you know, that chemistry. Obviously Trey, head of the snake, I mean, he was terrific in his first playoff series against the Knicks, that hostile environment to to uh, rise to that occasion that well. Um the Philly series he had his ups and downs, of course, but still able to get the series win but I think the thing with the Hawks is going to be kind of similar to I think what I think for the Knicks can they surprise teams again um, can, can they can they be that same team that the young team don't expect much and then they come out and get the win 100%. but I think the thing the thing for the Hawks is going to be availability I mean, a lot of those guys were injured last season and even some carrying injuries into this season you know uh, DeAndre Hunter was out injured Cam Reddish was injured, Bogdanovich was injured in the playoffs, Capella was injured 
in the preseason. Gallinari's had injury history. So around Trey and, and obviously John Collins as well, those two guys, can the role players around them stay healthy? If they can, then, I mean, who knows? They could be, they could sneak into like a, a top three, top four seed again. Maybe definitely get a series win. Maybe even push a, a Brooklyn or a Milwaukee to like a six game, seven game series. I feel you, mate. I feel like there's definitely... This is, I agree with you 100%. They have been at a tough time with some injuries. The one good thing has been that their two main guys have been, you know, fairly injury-free. Yeah. And you never want to predict injuries, but I do question, you know, if they're able to stay lucky with that. Another thing is you have that John Collins thing where sometimes guys get their extension and then they just lay off, they take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. The Hassan Whiteside theory. The Hassan Whiteside theory, exactly. Guys play for contracts. And I get it, you know. Like, bro, if I'm not... You do your hardest work at a job when you're on probation. Once you're off the probation, you're like, ah, man, I'll rock up 15 minutes later today. That's all good. Can't (laughs) fire me. I'm here now. What are you going to do? You know? That's just just human nature. That's just natural. So, um, yeah, I kind of get that. I feel like, once again, this is a team that could beat anyone on their night. And I would not be shocked whatsoever. Um, if they do get back to the finals, uh, the Eastern Conference finals, but I'm with you. I feel like, man, everything between three and nine in the East. It's so tough. It's so, so tough. tough. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers finished eighth or finished third. Same with the Hawks. Same yeah. with, um, i trying to think of us. Maybe even same with the Heat. I don't expect much from the Heat this year, but that Eastern Conference, man, it's just so tight. And it's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Speaking Eastern Conference, uh, I realize we're a bit uh, running out of time a little bit now, so we're going to get into it quickly. Um, most of the big off-season news has come by way of the Eastern Conference as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Sticking with Philly, man, what is going on with Ben Simmons, man? Have you been following this much? You know, I'm hearing so much drama going on around him and that organization. Um, what have you taken from what you've heard so far? Um, obviously, there was the the news of the last couple of days that he had came into Philly and was... Uh, practicing with the team and I, I don't know if you've seen the uh the footage of him just like <laughs> barely just looking interested and he was uh the huddle and as soon as as soon as practice was over he just left the floor and didn't really look interested at all but, um yeah it's looking crazy for philly you know obviously ever since that that came seven and um him passing up that shot it seemed like that was the beginning of the end yeah for his tenure there and of course the trade request and all that stuff but I mean, he's still there, which is. I he's mean, to be there. honest, I, I've got to say, I, I was I'm surprised that he's still there. You know, apparently the the auction price for the Sixers is still extremely high, which um is to be expected. I mean, he's all star player. You know, he's still got talent. It's yeah. just there's one there's one glaring weakness to his game, which glaring. is and it gets even worse when the when the playoffs come around. So, um. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens, uh, especially what's gonna happen is the second he steps foot, he steps foot in Philly because he's gonna get booed. He's gonna get booed. Get booed. <laughs> he's gonna get booed, and um, whether or not the plan is for him to play and increase his value for the for the first you not know, ten twenty games, and then his value gets up, or maybe it's to sit out for the whole season. I don't know, what Ben. I've got no idea. I don't know. I think it's so up in the air, and the issue is that like the asking price is high. But he's weakened his trade value so much yeah. by just the way he's acted, and of course his most recent performance. You're gonna get judged off the the lot off the last time they see you on the court, and you know he played mm. terribly. 
it's a tough like, one. It's, it's like it's like the the worst thing. Like he's got four years left in his deal as well. <sighs> like he's got. It, it's not like Anthony Davis or James Harden yeah. or Kawhi. The past guys that requested trades where you've got a year left, you can dictate to say, "Oh, I'm not. If you if you trade for me, I'm not going to resign for you anyway. So you might as well not." Yeah. Or, and it's like I'm a star player who's just done this, and I need to leave because. Yeah. There's no help. Like that's why AD left because there's no help. Harden left, no help. Simple ben is on the number one seed in the East, and it was he was a big factor as to why they lost in the series. And he's requesting a trade. Yeah. So it's like it's such a unique situation that I don't know when it's going to get resolved. I don't know at all. And like I'm, I feel like we're both in the camp where we will normally take the players' side, you know, because players do have it rough sometimes in a the sense they can get traded, moved around so easily. You know, owners and GMs yeah. really do dictate a lot of what happens but in this situation like there are plenty of organizations that do not help their star players philly is not one of them they have done everything they can to get the players that joel and ben need around them and to help them progress they've changed coaches they've made moves left and right this feels a little bit like man ben you got to just take it on the chin you weren't good enough you know you need to address the weaknesses in your game you need mm-hmm. to come back and speak with your coaches, whether you like, whether Doc Rivers was right to kind of throw him under the bus a little bit, that can be debated. You know, there's a lot of Doc Rivers coaching that can be debated. But I feel <laughs> like you need to come back and kind of take it on the chin. Yes, he's in a tough market. Yes, maybe the fans were a little harsh, but there's no excuse to be that talented and on that kind of money and not just learn to, t- to make jump shots. I've okay. seen Giannis's uh, new yeah. form. Like, Giannis was hitting shots last year. Giannis has worked yeah. on it. This preseason, Giannis has been off for what two, two and a half months. His jump shot looks completely different. Yeah, I think for Ben, it's just like the mentality of it. Because I mean, we've we've we, I mean, seen all the videos of the whole Instagram, and he's making step back threes and whatever. And it's like he's got to have that ability to take those in game, similar to Giannis. Giannis has Giannis has said it. I think during the playoff run, like he's airballed free throws, he's airballed three pointers. It's like, and he still takes them. He still got yeah, that. Yeah, and the crowd gets on him. Like he has clearly yeah. been booed and been laughed and been mocked for doing it, but he has the mentality to get through it. That is what I think Simmons needs more than anything. <sighs> interesting situation. It's interesting. Uh, quick yes or no? Does is he in Philadelphia at the end of the season? Yes or no? Uh, um, no. But I don't know where he's going. I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. I, I have no clue. I say yes, but I don't. Once again, I would be surprised if I think I think they find a way to keep him on. I just think that once the fans boo him, it's just like it's gonna get so bad. <sighs> he's already like pretty self-conscious and whatever. He, yeah, yeah that he what one game shoot. like he could come one back game. in and play one game. He's like, nope, not doing it. Nope. The second he starts missing like two free throws in a row, they're gonna get on him, oh. even if it's like. Game thirty against like Cleveland or something. It could be the most They're unimportant just gonna game. Get <laughs> that yes. could be the that could be the end of the deal for him. Who knows? That'd be it, mate. Uh, I hope not. But you know what? He's got Maya Jammer to go home to, man. So don't, he don't care what we think. He don't care what yeah, he thinks, won. Yeah. man. He is yeah. still winning off the court, and that is all that matters. Uh, let's get into another one, man. Let's get into um, let's get into that number eleven out in Brooklyn. Um, he's been in some. Um, <laughs> yep, I still want to say his name. Um, he's Mr. Been, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Eleven. He's been out there, and um, he has had some issues. We're not going to get in too much into, into you know, kind of what he has been doing or hasn't been doing. You know, that's not for me to comment on and for us to comment on this podcast. But 
it's looking like he may be out and the Nets may be without him for a, a fair part of this season, depending on where games are played and what happens with um, the ruling on vaccinations and like that. Uh, what has been your thoughts on Kyrie's, Kyrie's situation? Um, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. You know, um, obviously with uh, the whole mandate and what they have in New York and supposedly what Kyrie had said on Instagram Live about, you know, um, he apparently was supposed to be given a, like a special exception for, for you know him not wanting to be vaccinated and whatever. So... Um, it's interesting to see what's going to happen for how long how long the Nets decide to actually have Kyrie on the roster because I mean the, the man obviously we know how talented he is and we know how talented the Nets are without undoubtedly, him undoubtedly yeah but how long are you going to just wait how long, how long are you going to wait for Kyrie if it if he takes 50 games to make his mind up or whatever do you, are you going to move him before that Kyrie said he doesn't want to retire, so would, does that mean he'd be open to a trade if um, if he wasn't going to get vaccinated? I mean, there's, I've got no idea. I've got no clue. It's another with, one, man. With what happens with the Nets. It's yeah. all over the place, and it's drama, and you know I love drama. We love drama, the hoop dreams, but I feel like this is, mm. this is a bad kind of drama. You know, This is the kind of drama where it's like we want the best players on the court, if they can be, Yeah. and it's just a sticky one. If I'm a Nets fan, I would... You know, I could understand respecting. Of course, I'm always going to respect the personal decision of a player, but I'd be like, man, we have such a good chance to go and win a yeah, title. Yeah. Like, please, yeah. please do whatever you need to do <laughs> yeah. to allow us. We're just like, yeah, have have a decision. If 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 he's saying 100 percent no, then look for trades. If yes, then get it as soon as possible. I mean, I like, that's probably what you're looking for. Even like the players. Yeah, for the players, for the peace of KD mind. KD and Harden like, probably saying the same thing. Like, we want stuff, we want to resolve as soon as possible. We want to know what our roster is going to be. 100%. Like, and we, hey, we came here on the kind of, of course we didn't come here. When we when we signed, we didn't know, you know, about this pandemic situation, what may or may not happen. But we came with the idea that we're going to be, you know, playing on the same team. We're going to be going to try and win a championship together. I would yeah. be, I'd, I'd feel some type of way about it, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy, let's just say that. But um, it's, it's a very sticky situation. I think, them losing Dinwiddie now looks so much worse because like you did have a guy who could if Kyrie needed to be traded you wouldn't even need to trade for point guard you had a guy who fit with the team who was good you know good all round player now it's like would you have to trade Kyrie to bring in another point guard it's it's a sticky one man like I'd have someone that fits the team like I feel like you wouldn't want to trade Kyrie and also like the Ben Simmons situation is the market would be whack because you know you're trying to get rid of him. Yeah. Mate, it's... He, come, he comes with a lot of baggage. He comes with a lot of baggage. He to comes say, with so. a lot of baggage, but you know what? Yeah. Bro, there's a lot in that baggage because he'd be in that bag like no one else sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, you get the baggage in the good and the bad. Um, quick yes, no. Is Kyrie part of the Nets team roster when they get to the playoffs? Yes or no? Um, I'm going to say yes. Me too. I think I think eventually it will be he, resolved. Uh, he does get resolved, yeah. I think so too. I think that it's still a weird time, but kind of like Wiggins, you know how Wiggins kind of like he was super against it, and then like, hey, you're yeah. gonna opt out of like 18 mil, and then all of a sudden <laughs> he's like, oh, I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> oh well, okay, you know what, just just do it, go and get it over with. Um, it'll be one of those. Uh, one more quick yes/no. 
if Kyrie mm-hmm. does decide to sit out or he doesn't make the roster for whatever reason, he is not part of the team, do the Nets have enough with Harden and KD to challenge for a title? Uh, yes. I think just having those two guys, uh, having the shooters around them, uh, defense was, I mean, defense was still probably even with Kyrie anyway, but I think you have two of the best players in the world still. Yeah. So, Anytime you anytime you have a dose, you have a chance. I agree. I, I don't love the supporting cast as much as maybe a few other teams in the East, but I think I would take Harden KD over Giannis and Holiday or over Butler and Bam or over Joel and whoever decides to show up next to him. I still think they have, they have a nice Yeah, in terms, in terms of like a, like a duo, right? Yeah, in, du- in terms yeah. of a duo, yeah, they're yeah. still the best duo. Over, yeah, over yeah. Tatum and Brown, like they're still the best duo in the East. There's no yeah. question about that. I think they have enough either way, but you know if they can get number eleven back, then they're in a much better position. Um, lastly, shooting fouls have been changed. You can no longer just get a guy to pu- jump up in the air and then you know <laughs> fake the shot, dive into him, get some free throws. Um, yeah. How do you feel about this? Good move, bad move for the league? Uh, good move, good move for the league. Um, there was some some of the foul calls were just like ridiculous. I remember there was a. Uh, there was one particular player that they was I was seen on social media last year. It was I think it was Luca. Yeah. There was one where he got Wiggins up in the air, pump faked, and he just like literally jumped right into him. And it was like they called that, and it's just like there's some stuff like that, you know. I mean, these these guys are you know they're too talented to you know get those type of calls. You know, I, I feel like the the way the league is, it, it already favors offensive players anyway. So 100%. at least give something back to the defense, the defensive guys, and uh, it'll be a good move. 100%. It's such a cheat code, I feel like. And you know what? I'm a hypocrite because when I play pickup, I do use this move sometimes. <laughs> like, if it's game point and I'm like, okay, I need to get a good shot, I'll do it and then call foul and, you know, make sure I get on possession out of it or whatever. But it is, it is a cheap move, especially guys, like you said, like Luca, you know, Harden, Steph, those guys who are so talented shooting step backs anyway. Mm. You don't need to do that, you know. They don't need it. And um, I think it'll be good. I think it's a good move. We talked before about different ways you could kind of make it harder for teams to dominate from three. We talked about maybe moving the line back, doing this and that. Simplest way is just to stop these fouls, you know. Make it so guys can go all out and contest these threes without having to worry about getting and ones called on them because they contested too hard and get pump fake out of their shoes. I think it's a very good move. Last thing we are going to touch on, as we say, it is the two-year one-day anniversary and it is also the day uh, where the NBA season resumes. We have two massive games tonight. Uh, some yep. teams we've already touched on in the Nets and Bucks. Two teams. Well, I think this is the least we've ever talked about the Lakers and Warriors on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, we barely touched on the Lakers. Barely. Um, insane. Like the Lakers, I mean, they they got rust and we haven't even mentioned it. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, what's the fit going to be on offense? Yeah. Uh, obviously, ball dominant Russ, ball dominant Braun. Can AD get back to being AD? They're old. They're very old. Very yeah. old team. Um, there are they, a lot of questions. There are no questions. I think they're they're definitely built for the playoffs. They are. At least they're the way where their roster is constructed. But that's why I feel like going to be regular season for any Lakers fans listening. It's like, why have you got fifty minutes in the podcast about mentioning us? Simply because at this point, Westbrook has been on different teams every year. Like we know his issues. We know the mm-hmm. issues with the Lake. We know the Lakers are built for the playoffs. We know that none of those questions are going to be answered until April because that's when it really matters. And I feel like, man, we could start talking about them then. You know, we know the deal. We know what to expect from all three of these guys. 
we will see then. But the question yeah. is, what do we expect from them tonight? Let's go uh, next box first. Who do you like in this game? Ooh, next box. Uh, ring night for the box. Electric atmosphere. Uh, Giannis and, and his brother getting his ring in front of James Harden, oh. which is a pretty funny thing, <laughs> considering the stuff Harden said. And funny they all have rings, though. Even the one that's in Europe has a ring with the Lakers in the bubble. So, Everyone. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks for this one. I think just the, the atmosphere in that stadium. Giannis, big game. Yeah, I'm going box. I agree with you. I like the box. Giannis's jump shot looks absolutely beautiful. I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, it looked good. You know, I feel like there's gonna be a little bit of tiredness maybe from the couple guys who who did go to the Olympics, but um, you know they had KD in the Olympics as well, so there's no real excuse there. Uh, with the the number eleven stuff with Brooklyn, a bit of distraction there. Bucks take this one. Wouldn't be surprised if the Nets have the Nets have the last laugh uh, over the season as a whole. Uh, lastly, yeah. Lakers Warriors, LeBron Curry, AD Westbrook, mate, this 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 game right the 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 headlines just right itself. You know, it's going to be an amazing game. We didn't even have to talk about mm-hmm. it too much. Who do you like and why? Uh, I'm gonna go with the road team. I'm gonna go with Golden State Warriors on this one. Uh, I think Steph has a big night. Uh, wants to pre- wants to get a statement out there. I think Draymond. Those guys having Clay back, you know, I think obviously he won't be back for the start of the season, but just having that to have a mentality of a new team and some of the new players on the team, I think Steph gets a big night. Uh, Wiggins, I don't say Wiggins, I don't say Wiggins has a good game. Jordan Paul has looked really good in the in the preseason as well. I think he, he has a pretty good night as well. I'm going Golden State. Definitely, I see the I see the Warriors having a much better season than they did last year. I think they're they're in position to be a sneaky top four seed, real challenger, but. I think the Lakers beat the brakes off the Warriors. I think there's been so little <laughs> chat about the Lakers uh, yeah. from us and from everyone else as well. I think they just come out and go to work, man. I feel like this is the best team Russ has been on in a while. Also the best team LeBron's had in a while. I think the Lakers come out and handle business, but we will see, man. Either way, I am super excited about it. I hope we have some great games. I'm happy to be back with you, too. Thank you for doing this podcast with me today, my bro. Uh, no problem, man. No big shout-out to all the Hoop Jeans family. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed we hope that you enjoy the games tonight. They're going to be some great stuff. Wishing everyone an amazing new season of basketball. We will try our best to keep the podcast coming. We have uh, some award predictions that will be released on Twitter very soon. As you know, I won last year with a 106 record. Chikuri <laughs> went defeated on the season. 0-6. 0-6, yeah. 0-6. It was a rough record, but we are definitely planning to do better this year. Uh, quick one shout out myself who uh, I won the chip in my fantasy basketball last season quick shout out to me going for a back to back this year maybe Chikudi will join me <laughs> who knows anything is possible he's he's having a Kyrie holdout right now so we're going to see what happens with that <laughs> it's all up for debate but um, yeah just once again happy to have happy to have basketball back man that's as simple as it is and uh, wishing yeah. everyone a great season Chikudi I'm going to let you sign off as you do so on my bro Thank you, guys. Uh, new season on the way. 75th season NBA. Um, hopefully, it's the best one yet. Yeah, stay tuned. Award predictions going to be on Twitter. Going to be all the major awards. And um, we'll look at them in the season. See what's right. See what's not. So, uh, stay tuned for that, guys. Yes, sir. Take it easy, guys. Peace.